You are listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Well, hello, and thanks to everyone who's joined us for our South Niagara Conversation series. For those of you who are tuning in from afar, we represent the communities of Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, Port Coburn, Waynefleet, Welland, and Pelham. We're located in Southern Ontario, no better place to live, work, or play. Joining me today is my guest co-host, Mike Crestman, owner of the Crestman Agency. Good morning, Mike, how are you? Fantastic, I've always dreamed of being a guest co-host of a podcast. This is, uh, my parents were really pumped when I I told them I was gonna be the guest (laughs) co-host. Well, you've arrived, my friend, and it's great to have you. I feel like I have, spectacular. (laughs) Well, this is going to be a great conversation this morning, Um, and it honestly feels like a bit of a reunion. We have a few of our closest friends, colleagues joining us to talk about their own experiences with their business plans and some insight on why sometimes things go really good or really, really bad. Mike, who do we have joining us this morning for the conversation? So I agree, a bit of a reunion, an exciting morning. So we've got uh, Brian Chappelle. Uh, He's the owner of B4. B4 Networks. Uh, We've got Neville Kidd, who I've known uh, since we were kids, a local entrepreneur and senior account manager with Desjardins. And then uh, probably the smartest man I've ever met, Vern Malo from Gross Associates, uh, who is is our everything. Um, uh, Welcome, guys. Uh, Excited for a a fun chat here this morning. Brian, let's start with you. Your your company has experienced some exceptional growth uh, the last couple of years during this crazy time. And uh, I guess we, we, we want to learn a little bit about uh, how important your business plan has been uh, helping you kind of find that way through the last couple of years and find that growth. Yeah, we, we have a, definitely experienced uh, a lot of growth in the last uh, year and a half. We went from a staff of uh, eight, a very tight-knit group, uh, to a group of 27 uh, in the last uh, year and a half. It's been a uh, a fun ride for sure. And uh, if we didn't have the uh, help in planning and uh, making sure that we have ongoing um, quarterly and weekly meetings um, to plan where we're going to go in the next 90 days, the next one year, the next two years, I don't think we would have been able to survive any of this. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's what I'm here to talk about today is just how important it is to keep planning. Uh, I know that some of the folks in this uh, panel will talk about the initial business plan. Uh, I'm more on the side of the ongoing and what, how to change and, and, and uh, um, amend your plan as you go forward. I'm so happy you didn't use the word pivot. That's good. Yeah, everybody uses that word. <laughs> um, so so we'll, we'll, we'll get some, some uh, comments from all of you and then we'll come back because there's lots of there's lots of meat here. Uh, so Neville, you, you're kind of on both sides. You've been on both sides of the fence in terms of needing a business plan for some of your own um, initiatives and then requiring a business plan from businesses that, that are looking for financing. So can you provide us some perspective on on being on both sides? Uh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, a business plan is really the, the starting point uh, in my opinion, of, of any business. Uh, when you, you're trying to get things off the ground and, and figure out where you need to be or, or whether you're going to build the house, it's all the same. You need a plan. You need to 
put it down on paper, you need to start thinking about the different aspects of the business. So, you know, uh, when I started off opening uh, my own business, um, I really wanted to dive deep into, you know, the, the different areas that I, I was going to see, how much it's going to cost to set it up, uh, how much of the marketing cost going to be, who's my target audience, what products am I going to serve, what's my margins. You have to start thinking about those things. And if you try to think about it all at once, it's nearly impossible. It's uh, overwhelming. But when you break it down into sections, it becomes a, a well thought out plan. And that plan you can keep using continuously through, you know, your business. Now, on the financial side of things, when I come and turn corners into banking and and uh, really focusing on the entrepreneur who's coming to me looking for financing, well, you know, the the businesses without a plan really had a hard time explaining what they wanted to do. Businesses with a plan had a clear direction of where they wanted to be, how they're going to get there and the cost involved. So uh, you've definitely seen a lot more uh, thought into it, which gives us a lot more um, you know, faith in, in, in the prospective uh, loan that we're looking to do for that, that company, right? Whether it be into margin receivables, inventory, whatever, right? So Anyways, it, it, it really becomes helpful uh, to analyze and see where you're going with the business and, and what you have and who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Vern, you know, you are Mr. Everything, as Mike said. Uh, you've worked with numerous businesses. Are there any standouts in terms of really great plans or really bad plans that you can share with us? Please start with the funny bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I've had the opportunity of working with a number of companies that have gone from, um, um, a, you know, a, a sales level of a million dollars, two million dollars, to having that as their pre-tax profit. And, and when you think of what that means, where a typical company has a pre-tax profit of between five and ten percent, that means you're 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 increasing tenfold your 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 profits in order to have them equal to what your sales were. In every, every single case, there is a ridiculously high correlation between those companies and being gurus at setting up a plan and having an operating system. And, and, and Brian here is, uh, you know, a great testimonial of a guy who has a great operating system. When he talks about his quarterly meetings, his weekly meetings, they're, they're, they're disciplined, they're, they're focused on where we have to go, and, and his whole team is behind making that happen. And, and, um, and so when you have situations like that, and, and you look at the opposite situation where you have companies that have hit a glass ceiling, and, and by that, they, they really haven't grown markedly to any great extent for the last five, 10 years. And, and very often, you can smell out a business owner in those situations that loves the endorphin rush of going to work every morning and having some urgent, important thing crop up. And they just chase the urgent and important things. And they never have time. And they completely neglect the important things that are not urgent. I can always put my business planning off till tomorrow because I've got a customer crisis. So, so you see these two factors, and, and they're ridiculously correlated. Those that have glass ceilings typically are shun away from a plan. And those that have unmitigated success all have a plan. You know, it's um, one of the things that I keep thinking about, and we talked it. I talked with uh, Brian and, and Neville about it just earlier on. Is 
you know, the last couple of years, the last 18 months, I guess, people have been so focused on survival. A lot of businesses have just been in survival mode. And, and there's been, you know, some government support to make sure that, you know, businesses stay afloat. And I'm just really worried um, that moving forward, there, there, you know, how do we come up with the innovation? How do we move forward? How do we, how do we think in a different way so that we're evolving uh, to make sure that we're still relevant, right? Like it, it's one thing to be in survival mode where you just need to keep the doors open, but now we're coming out of that. And, and what is this post COVID world gonna be like for many of these businesses if they haven't, if they haven't you know, put any resources or thought um, into how they're going to change? Um, any, any comment on that, any thoughts? Uh, we're putting initiatives on the, on the credit unions level, like we're, we're putting initiatives for our clients to uh, reinvent themselves. Um, so we're trying to spark that in people's heads and giving grants out to clients to, to look at different ways to, to change a product line for COVID. So, uh, you know, the big thing for companies that need to do right now is they need to sit down and if they have a business plan, well, take a look at it, pull it out of the drawer again um, and see, you know, our landscapes changed, the environment has changed products are returning to just-in-time inventory we can't get inventory quick enough so we, we are not stockpiling anymore we have to come up with new strategies in the landscape that we're in to ensure the business is going to be successful going forward um, a lot of times businesses have gone under so now you may have less competition um, do you need to change your marketing efforts right so i think it's really important to uh realize and sit down and, and think logically about you know how your business will succeed in that new uh, landscape going forward mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anybody else want to jump in on that on that point um it, it's, re it's really interesting because um again i find a correlation with um people that have a plan set up even if that plan needs a 180 change as a result of COVID, as a result of this or a result of that. <clears throat> they, they, they have the ability now to, to prior to, to those occurrences, to, to take a look at their blueprint and say, what if? This is our blueprint right now of we expect for the end of 2022, but what if? We continue to have inflation. What if, uh, you know, gasoline costs go to $3 a liter? And, and, and now that they have a plan in front of them, it takes no time at all to play out those scenarios and what they're going to mean from an economic impact on their company. Mm -hmm. So now they're ready for them. Mm -hmm. so, so when they start to see something happening, oh, you know, I think that's really going to take place. Oh, my goodness, it is taking place. Well, now they can just snap into what they've already pre-planned for that. But if they don't have a plan to begin with, they don't know where to start. The world looks like a whole bunch of arrows aimed at them. They don't know where to look. But, but with a plan, you have a single line, and then you're looking at the deviations from that line. Yeah, yeah. So my, my question to that, because I think that these are all wonderful points, and, and what's that uh, planning to fail or failing to plan is planning to fail? Um, Absolutely. And, and I don't know that there's no truer slogan that's ended up on a T-shirt than that. Um, <laughs> but, but what I've often found um, and, and my own business, but I, I found that business owners, small, small business owners, they get caught up in the minutia of the day, Vern, as you, as you touched upon putting out the fire. And, and I, I don't know that I've ever come across a, 
a business owner that said, yeah, you know what, I, I don't think I need a plan. I think I'm good. Uh, more often than not, it's that they don't necessarily have the, the time. They can't find the time to step back to create that plan, the work that needs to be done to create that plan, which ultimately will take all kinds of work off their plate down the road. Mm-hmm. How, how do you guys, you know, what would your advice be to a business owner that, you know, take that step, do that hard work because life will be easier. Like how, how do you get yeah. people there? I can touch on that one real quick. Cause I went through this very, very often in the last two years, as we, as we grew exponentially, um, one of the things that I've learned and it's, I, I follow a program called traction. And, and if you're not familiar with it, uh, it's, it's like Vern has um, um, mentioned, it's like an operating system for entrepreneurs and the, uh, the methodology, one of the methodologies in there is the uh, capacity, the want it, have it, and capacity to do it. And there's a there's a, a document that I use very often. It has four quadrants. And on that quadrant is things that I'm really good at and I like doing, things that I'm really good at that I don't like doing, things that I'm terrible at, but I'm good at, or sorry, things I, I, I yeah. hate, but I'm good at, and things that um, I hate and I'm not good at. And I fill that in uh, at least once every you know half a year or so. And uh, I document all the things I'm terrible at. And, and, and anyway, I fill in the quadrant. And, I, and once I've got that, I find out how I can offload the two bottom quadrants, right? The things that I'm not good at and I hate and the things that I'm good at, but I hate. Because if you hate doing it, then you're not going to be exceptionally wanting or so you're not going to want to do it. And so you're going to end up delaying it and delaying it and delaying it and it'll never get done. So that's one of the strategies I've used quite often to offload a lot of the responsibilities that I'm not really good. And then I can find somebody who's really good at that stuff. I'm not good at the minutia of the detail, but I've got team members in my organization. That's, that's, they, they excel. They love that stuff, right? Creating SOPs and documentation. I can't stand it, but somebody else loves it. They, they thrive on that. And so finding those people to offload or hire people. Now, all of a sudden I have more capacity to go out with meeting with more clients, sign more deals, grow the company, and just even just focus on, on, on the organization versus, you know, like Vern mentioned the minutia of every day. I, for, for those of you not familiar, uh, uh, we run a, an IT company, a computer consulting company. Um, I haven't fixed a computer in years. I, I it, it's, I love fixing computers, but it's not where my focus needs to be as the owner of the business. I need to be more on the organization and where we're going and how we're going to get there. And I've, I coach approximately 20 other IT companies throughout North America in marketing and sales. And I see it day in and day out. They're so focused on the, in, like, I've still got colleagues who are in my position who are still doing IT work and they can't grow their company because they're focusing on doing the work versus getting qualified people to do the work and then stepping back and, and sort of playing the, the puppeteer, right? The, 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 the orchestra um, coordinator. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I always, um, I always say that a business plan really just allows you to have a pause and look at what you're doing. And sometimes that's all you really need to, to see things clearly. It's just that little bit of time where, you know, it, it sometimes even just jumps out at you because you've taken that time to, to, to pay some attention. And I, I want to pull Mike back into this conversation because I think he has a lot to add here. Um, I know Mike fairly well. And, uh, you know, I know that Mike, you know, always has these great ideas. We often get together and, you know, write it out on a paper napkin. 
But I also know that Mike has a plan and he's always updating that plan in his mind, right? And I'm not going to use the P word, but he's able to, you know, to be flexible. And, and his plan is, his plan is one of the most living plans, if that makes sense, because he's always able to just maneuver, right? And so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot um, because it's, it's incredible to me how, how you are just able to boom, 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 like just, just move and make sure that that plan is, is constantly um, viable and, and you really do a great job of evolving the plan. Take it away, Mike. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to either thank my wife or, or, or my mom for paying you to say all those nice things about me. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, the last, so I, I've been at my living in my own world now um, in, in, you know, the advertising marketing uh, agency world for five years. Um, and, and I've, yeah, like I, I, I do like every day. I mean, all through this, uh, this crazy time, we've had to figure out a, a different way to do everything that we do. Um, but for me, a lot of that is rooted in my old world when I worked um, for the newspaper groups. And, uh, you know, I worked in an industry that was in many ways, um, dying isn't the appropriate word. And, and all my friends that still work in the industry would, would hate me for saying that. But it needed to evolve and evolve aggressively very quickly. And our day was constantly all about trying to create, take a legacy business and evolve it into the new world and not just, Hey, we're here, but have it thrive and, and, and live in that new world. So I, I think that was just implanted in me. Um, and when I started doing my own business, um, it's just second nature now, right? Like uh, you, you can't get stuck. Uh, with, hey, this is my idea, this is the way it should be done, and go down that path to, to uh, you know, ultimately fail. Um, you know, small business owner, there's, there's no choice. Uh, I, I, you know, you have a way, most of us have, you know, families and people that count on us to be successful. So it, there is no choice but to figure out a way to do it. Um, and I, I've never, I, I think the biggest part of it is not having a big enough ego or, um, you know, having an ego big enough to believe that you know everything and that your way is the only way to do it. Um, and, and I think that, you know, for a lot of people getting over that ego is, is, uh, is a big thing. Um, Ryan, I liked, I liked how you, you spoke about acknowledging, you know, there's things within your business that you're great at um, and there's things within your business you stink at because, I, I think for a lot of business owners, they're, they're probably petrified to admit to themselves that there's a, a component of their business that they're not great at. And, and then having the, um, uh, the, the ability and then the faith in somebody else to hand off a piece of your baby to somebody. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you get to a, a part of your business where you have to take that leap of faith and bring other people in that you trust to help you grow and be successful. But yeah, that constant evolution is, um, I, I think it comes back to, you know, believing enough in yourself, but also believing enough that you don't know everything and that you need to change based on what the market wants, as opposed to what you think the market wants. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's great advice. And, and it's so true. I mean, we see it through the chamber network, right? Like when we get people together and they start talking, that's when the ideas really fly. And I can't tell you how many times 
you know, we've been at a chamber event, all of us, um, and you're, you're connecting people and you're having a conversation and there's an aha moment, right? Where someone is thinking, oh my gosh, I've just had an idea where, you know, I need to do this or uh, we need to work together. So it's, it's so important to, you know, continue to have those conversations. Um, I'm wondering if any of you have any um, stories about your own personal uh, experiences where your business plan just has, you, you've just had a, an epic failure. Like there's just something that, that you were planning on and it just all went to hell. <laughs> Every day. I mean, <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's so the reality. Strange. If you don't come home at the end of the day, having failed at something, you just didn't try hard enough. Um, you know, I'm a strong <laughs> proponent in always trying and keep trying and keep trying and you'll fail. And, uh, you know, I go on sales meetings, you know, at least once or twice a week. And, um, you know, I don't get every single sale. I fail all the time. And so when it comes to business planning in general, you will fail. And it's, it's just, it's just a matter of taking that failure, learning from it and your wonderful word pivot <laughs> move on to something else or or change change the the plan I, I can't speak to like a massive epic failure um but i'm sure uh some of the other two uh three or three folks here can <laughs> so let me can i can i ask though because i think dealing with um and failures it feels like a harsh word but a loss right like you didn't win whatever it was that you were trying to accomplish i, I feel like that's something that uh, a lot of people struggle with right how, how to get comfortable with the loss how mm. you know it's not a personal like you know you don't suck at what you did because you lost that time right. um you know how, what would be the advice that, this is for everybody but what you know what would be the advice for somebody that you know poured their heart and soul into something and for whatever reason it just didn't work out like mm. how, how do you get over that how do you move on how do you learn from it I, if i could jump in on that one you know, one of the things I wrote down in my notes initially was I believe one of the biggest impediments uh, of any business owner to not create a plan is exactly that, a fear of failure. Yeah. I don't want to put down that I'm going to grow 25% this year when I grow 5%. I don't want to think that I failed. And, and the good um, business owners, corporate executives, as Brian just said, their mindset is okay failing. You know, the, the old line that, you know, who took the, the most shots on a goal and didn't get him in was Wayne Gretzky. <clears throat> you know, uh, the highest goal scorer took the most shots that didn't go in. Yeah. But didn't care. So, so, so once, we, once we get over that fear of, of planning something, putting it down, committing to it, and not making it, then we're okay because it, it becomes a drug that, that, that you're going after success, you find success. It doesn't matter if you find success in one or four tries. You know, wh wh why, why, do, why do I keep on golfing with a poor handicap? Because <laughs> I have a couple of good drives every time. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to go golfing every time and hit shitty shots. <laughs> What's that about, you know? Mm -hmm. But some people couldn't take that. And they never want to golf again. And I think that's the difference. And you have to overcome it. If you don't overcome it, you're not going to make it. Yeah. And, and, and that's really the defi definition of a true entrepreneur, right? Being able to fail and just coming back and trying again and again and again. Yeah. How many wildly so the, successful entrepreneurs have gone bankrupt three times, mm -hmm. right? 100%. Yeah, I, 
and there's always those articles floating around about like the, you know, Jeff Bezos or, you know, some of these like wildly, unbelievably successful people and all the different iterations of the, the company that ultimately became the success that we know these people for. Um, and, and those, those stories are, I just, I, I, I still think that there's a trait within somebody that um, it, it is a difficult thing for people, right. To not take it personal, right. It's not a personal failure. It's, it's, and I think that that's something that uh, it, it's difficult for people, right? I think sometimes the failures, it gives us an opportunity to learn, right? It, I, when we have the plan in place and then we have a, a catastrophic failure, okay, what went wrong? What didn't right. I think about? Um, and by having that in place, we can figure out exactly what it was. Like, I remember putting a business plan for, for a store, um, grand idea of having batting cages, um, set up financing the whole nine into it uh, didn't contemplate insurance didn't even think about it didn't think the cost would be so astronomical that god what am i going to charge to to turn a profit it's just insane so I, I completely had to shut out that line and go different direction you know it's just cost wise so i think having these things in place and, and uh having these failures it, it's not a bad thing it's a learning tool it allows us to grow and, and be successful on the next time around, right? So I think that's a big thing for most entrepreneurs is, is you know, and, and you said, Mike, uh, earlier about uh, where do you do? Like, I know I can tell you how many entrepreneurs don't have a business plan, a ton, mm. a ton, right? And it is a, you know, I think I might ended up being 50 pages. It can be very cumbersome. It can be very shocking and scary, but take a, state, a starting point, baby steps, uh, BDC, uh, Business Development Center, uh, Business Development Bank, a lot of people call it, is a great starting place. And they are, it's a Canadian government run organization, uh, all kinds of fantastic templates uh, that allow you to take those baby steps. And if you're having a problem, you start there and you, you know, you start writing down some ideas and, and then it starts growing and growing and growing and becomes your plan. Right. And they have some fantastic seminars and, and things you can learn, you know, on, on what to do and, and how to change. Right. So mm -hmm. there's all kinds of great resources available if you take the time too. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, a little commercial here for the uh, Small Business Center, Enterprise Center, City of Niagara Falls. Thanks to you guys for your support. Do you have an idea for a small business? Maybe you're trying to grow a business that you've already started. Whatever the case, the Niagara Falls Small Business Enterprise Center is a community service that is here to help. Offering entrepreneurs the tools to start and grow their businesses, the Small Business Enterprise Center is your one stop for free business information and advice. Serving Niagara Falls and South Niagara, learn more about how we can help you and your business succeed at niagarafallsca sbec. So there's a lot of resources out there. We should talk about that a little bit. I, I know that uh, the BDC is is one. Are there any other resources that any of you guys have have tapped into that that you would recommend or you, you know were were helpful? I, I know from my perspective, what's changed a lot. Like I I didn't have an original business plan like Neville's suggesting, and I think that everybody should have one. Um, my planning has come from uh, trial and error. And then when we, we were introduced to traction, I believe it was Vern who introduced us to traction originally way back. Uh, and traction has sort of an operating system, like we mentioned, that resource, that book, 
and all the resources that come with it is a good step to planning. Um, so from my perspective, planning is, you know, you create a goal where you want to be in three years, but a goal is just a dream. Now we got to determine how we're going to get there. What are we going to do in the next year in order to get there? What are the five or six things we can accomplish? Okay, great. We have our year plan now. What are we going to do in the next 90 days in order to get there? So every quarter we're reevaluating, rechecking and, and revising. And so having that as a resource, some sort of system that you use that you can use over and over again it's not necessarily a public resource but it's still a resource in the sense that you've it's done for you you just have to pick up the uh, the book or or you know there's many of them i believe there's scaling up there's traction there's a few of them uh, that have the same philosophies mm -hmm. and uh, and take it and, and run with it um but yeah just having a plan on where you're going to be in five years or 10 years is not good enough you've got to break that right down into you know what are the action items you're going to do in the next 90 days yeah and and Vern, you you run a lot of the uh, peer advisory groups and in those groups are i'm just curious are our business owners are they sharing their business plan are they talking about you know some of their yeah ideas uh, yeah the, 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 where, where i found it to be successful for peer advisory groups is past clients of mine that that have used traction or something of that nature and 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 are down the road of setting up business plans and when i bring those people together um, in non-competing businesses, um, then we're all on the same page. We're, we're all talk, talking the same language. We can very quickly roll up our sleeves and get into what our particular issues are and share them with the group and hear what the group has to say as far as uh, as far as input and suggestion. So it, it's kind of, and again, I'm not trying to do a paid ad here, but <clears throat> you know, be it, be it me or some other person who calls himself a business coach, sometimes you need somebody and find somebody who's experienced and qualified don't don't get somebody who's qualified but not experienced or experienced and not qualified right. uh, yeah. make sure you got both those things and and um if they have a structure that they're going to follow to get you going <clears throat> it's it's probably a good way to, to to launch and push yourself out of your glass ceiling but yeah it works that way <clears throat> yeah having outside like somebody who's from an outside perspective uh, so we've we've worked with Vern and keep working with Vern because it's successful. But having somebody who's outside of our organization who can step in and go, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Sort of like bonk you on the head and say, like, like, look at over there. So um, as an example, um, we were looking at an acquisition in the beginning of 2020. And I was, you know, I don't want to do that. And Vern's like, you know, bonk, like, go do it. <laughs> and it was wildly successful. And so sometimes you just need somebody outside your organization to just kind of shove you in the right direction. And so um, I'm a big proponent of, of what Vern does with the the uh, per, uh, peer advisory groups, because now you got folks who are outside, many folks who are outside of your organization, and they've been there, done that, or they have a different perspective on it. That maybe because in my industry, nobody's ever done it that way. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting outside input saying, you know, well, we've done it this way and we've solved that problem like many, many years ago and my industry hasn't solved it. And I'm just looking at my industry. I'll never find that solution. And so mm -hmm. having having a peer advisory group or a group of other entrepreneurs that you you meet with regularly, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that, too, because you, sometimes you just can't see what's the saying, the force uh, for the trees, right? Yeah, exactly. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. I got that right. Yeah. There's, there's so much value in that. Um, I, I know that we're getting close to uh, our, our time. Um, any, any closing comments or remarks from you guys? This has been such a great conversation. Yeah. Vern. Um, 
Alice in Wonderland was lost <clears throat> and walking around and she comes across the Cheshire cat and uh, the Cheshire cat sitting there at a whole bunch of crossroads and and uh, Alice asked the cat, which way should I go? And the cat said, well, where do you want to go? And she said, I'm not sure. And he said, well, if you're not sure where you want to go, then any way will work. That's our um, burn, right? Words <laughs> of wisdom, well of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neville's uh, Googling as quickly as he can to find a saying to top that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I sat back with that one, Mike. Not a chance. <laughs> I, you know what, I, I, Dolores? As we're kind of coming to the end here, could we ask each of them, um, kind of uh, on the business plan, business planning, key to success? One, if they ran into somebody in an elevator, uh, the classic elevator, mm -hmm. you, you know, we only have a couple seconds or whatever to talk to them. Could we ask each one of them? you know that the, the tip that they would give the, the advice the you know very short snappy hey here, here's the key to success you know what mike you're the co-host you can ask <laughs> so, so so guys that was me asking Dolores to ask permission to ask the question that i asked you know the key to growth in in, in businesses is to have your financing in order um first thing I'm going to ask to do is to have your documents. And if you don't have your stuff done, if you don't have your accounting done, I'm not going to look at it. So get your house in order, get your information together and uh, always revisit with your, your institution and whoever helps you uh, for more efficient ways. Cause there's always ways to restructure and save money. I think my advice would be, um, uh, twofold. One, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, will focus on getting everything perfect before they start their sales and marketing engines. And so they focus and focus and focus on just getting the product or the service that they're delivering absolutely 100% perfect. And by then they run out of money and then they got to go to business because they haven't sold a thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to go into business, you have to concentrate both on perfecting your product while also selling it. Don't wait until it's perfect. Only you'll know it's perfect, right? I have a lot of folks when we send out marketing, they want it perfect. You, nobody else is going to know, right? Get it out there. Get your marketing out there while you're working on your product and perfecting it. You know, work on all avenues, the financial side, the marketing and sales side, and the product side, the, the operation side, all at the same time. If you focus on one, the others will fail. So you have to work on all of them at the exact same time, which is where having help really, really comes into play. <laughs> the average business owner <clears throat> apparently has about, a, <clears throat> excuse me, 140 to-dos when they wake up every morning. And if you sat down with somebody and they said, no, I only have 20, and you start asking them questions about what about, uh, you know, cleaning your basement? What about this in your business? What about that? You can, you can find 140 to-dos. Every single one of us all have universally 24 hours in each day. The secret to success is to know which of the top three of those 140 you should be doing today. Right. And if you know that, which can only come from a business plan, you will be as successful as the best ones. Well, Mike. Well, love it. <laughs> love it. I, I, the, uh, uh, the planning to fail is failing to plan, planning to fail, failing to plan. The uh, whichever order that goes in, uh, <laughs> the, uh, 
the, the thing that I've taken this from this day, Dolores, is how absolutely unbelievably important it is to have a good plan yeah. and how that plan actually makes life much easier for you. Those small successes, each of you touched on how having the plan allows you to create small successes, which, you know, emboldens you to kind of keep going, right? That the big messy chasing the ultimate success that seems a million miles away uh, with no little successes along the way or no wins along the way, I think is where, you know, people get discouraged and, and things go sideways for them. I, I love that message. I love, you know, uh, allow yourself wins every day. Um, because that'll get you closer to the ultimate success. Great, great conversation. So, yeah. Um, so I, 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 I mean, as the co-host, I think I'm allowed to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, it's been spectacular. Uh, I've learned a lot and I hope everybody listening in and watching. Uh, this, is, this is on like uh, CNN or business television or tonight, right? Replay. Something like that. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so Dolores, what's, uh, what's, what do we have planned for next week? Who's, okay. Uh, who's joining us? Yeah, next week is going to be another interesting conversation. We're going to be discussing the travel industry, an industry that was pretty much shut down for the better part of a year. We'll be focusing on where we see the sector going. Joining us for the conversation will be Wendy Paradis. She's the president of the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies and Dr. Paul Willey, Professor of Hospitality and Tourism at Niagara College. So to all, to all of our listeners, uh, send us the topics that you're talking about because we wanna talk about them too. Thanks again for tuning in and have yourselves a great week. <laughs>